I'm AJ Bianco from Podcast PD, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows in the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Goins, and I want to begin this episode by wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year as we end the year and roll into 2020 with new episodes and more big ideas to help you create better schools for kids. Thanks to everyone out there who listens to the podcast and supports what we're doing here. I hope you continue to share out episodes. And you know what? I want to hear from you over the break. DM me on Twitter. Send me an email at drgreggoins at gmail.com. I want to hear from you, and I want to know what you like about the podcast, and maybe even offer a few suggestions about future guests in 2020. I'm really excited about this last episode in 2019, as I have the opportunity to share an amazing story about some wonderful work going on right here in Kentucky at the Jefferson County Public School District in Louisville, Kentucky. JCPS has created a nationally acclaimed digital backpack program that really takes the graduate profile to the next level. Jefferson County Public Schools is one of the largest districts in the country with 150 schools that serves more than 100,000 students. So to talk about the digital backpack program, I welcome in my special guest, Dr. Carmen Coleman, the Chief Academic Officer at JCPS. Dr. Coleman is a former school superintendent in Kentucky. She previously served as a professor at the University of Kentucky within the Department of Ed Leadership. She was also the program coordinator for the principal program at UK and the director of the Next Generation Leadership Academy. It was truly an honor to spend some time with Dr. Carmen Coleman, who not only shares the digital backpack story, but she also provides inspiration as to what school districts can accomplish with courageous leadership and a true vision to reimagine schools. This is a good one, folks, so turn it up and get fired up about what's possible with digital backpacks. My conversation with Dr. Carmen Coleman begins right now. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast. My guest today is an innovative school leader who serves as Chief Academic Officer at Jefferson County Public Schools in Louisville, Kentucky, one of the nation's largest school districts with more than 100,000 students. A big welcome to Dr. Carmen Coleman. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. I am a fan, so I'm excited to be here. Well, I have followed your work for some time now. Uh, I'm at Georgetown College in Central Kentucky as a professor, as most of my listeners know, and you're an alum from there, so it's always good to talk to a fellow Tiger. That's exactly right. Go Tigers. Just to give uh, our listeners a little bit of background about uh, what's going on there in uh, Jefferson County Public Schools. Uh, under your leadership, Jefferson County Public Schools has become a big time player in digital learning with the Digital Backpack Program, which is a student success skills initiative that takes the graduate profile to the next level as kids fill their virtual backpack with examples of their work 
and defend that work during the school year. So I certainly want to jump into that and talk about all the wonderful things happening uh, there in Louisville. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about your background as a school leader. You know, I'm in year three now in, in Central Kentucky, and I wish I had a dollar for every uh, Carmen Coleman story that I've heard about all the wonderful things that you've done. You're a former school superintendent here in Kentucky, former professor at the University of Kentucky in Ed Leadership. Uh, probably the thing I've heard the most about is the Danville Diploma when you served as superintendent of the Danville, Kentucky Independent School. So uh, you've been described as uh, someone that embraces deeper learning in the classroom. Can you just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about your superintendent experience and how the Danville Diploma really uh, came to light? Life. Sure. So um, Danville is an independent school district. So as you and probably your listeners know, by law in Kentucky, county school districts have to exist. Um, independent school districts are formed when a community comes together and says, you know, we're, we're willing to pay our own tax rate, our own, you know, we want to have our own district. And so those districts you know, and especially Danville at that time, when I got to Danville, um, there were some struggles. They were um, in some, you know, in some trouble with no child left behind. They, the state was there with people and intervention. So they were in a bit of a, of a quandary when I got there. And um, we knew that not only did we have to get you know, we had to, academics, we had to, we had to, the bar had to be raised and achievement had to improve. But also as an independent district, we knew that we had to give ourselves a signature because otherwise, I mean, you know, people had a choice there. So they could go to Boyle County or they could go to, to Danville. And so we had to really think about branding ourselves differently and so we started we started by reading Tony Wagner's global achievement gap that was pivotal in our work one of my board members um, when I arrived on the scene had in the previous spring been at a National School Board Association conference in San Diego and he skipped out one afternoon and went to visit a school called High Tech High School. And so when I got there, he started talking to me about this and what he saw and the level of engagement and just on and on. And so we read the Global Achievement Gap. Ironically, High Tech High School is featured in that book. Um, so we just started on a journey, you know, what are schools doing who are really thinking about what, what does school need to look like today? And so we started like looking to visit some of the schools that Tony Wagner talked about in that book. Um, we visited a high tech high, we visited schools in New York City, and although those places are very different demographically, they were different. They were different, you know, obviously geographically, very different locations. But what we saw were some real commonalities in, in, in what those schools 
valued and how they define success. And they were really focused on a much bigger picture than simply accountability, you know, state accountability. And, and to be honest, at that time, I mean, and still very much that that has become the bar, the high bar. And, and we know that school needs to, yes, that is critically important, but we've got to be about more than preparing kids for tests. And so as we visited, we would always come back and talk about, so what did we see there that we would like to try to capture here? And so we tried lots of things, project-based learning, lots of kids doing public presentations, but still we were like, all right, but what is our, we're ready. What's our grand reopening? What, how are we going to do that? And we, we were trying really hard to be able to define that signature and someone at the table in that particular meeting asked the question, what does our diploma mean? What if we start there? What does a diploma from Danville High School and this district really mean? And what we found was that we could say things like, it means they can't come back. It means they've met a very minimum set of requirements. It means they've served their time. I mean, none of those are good. And so we just created a list based on what we've learned and what we know it takes to be successful, this is what we want our students to have when they leave us. And those 10 skills became the Danville Diploma. And, and like I said, it's, uh, you've done so many wonderful things throughout your career. And then as we fast forward to taking this really big role uh, in Jefferson County as the Chief Academic Officer, uh, knowing you a little bit, I imagine you had some pretty big ideas when you took that job. But I, I went to your Twitter profile this morning as I was trying to catch up with what you've been doing. You have a quote there that says, a goal should scare you a little bit and excite you a lot. So as you took the Jefferson County job and were thinking about big ideas, where did you fall between being scared and excited? Yeah. So funny how that happened. I um, was connected to Marty Polio, who's the current superintendent, when he was principal at Doss High School. We had a mutual friend um, who worked for KDE, Tim Godby. Um, Tim had been principal in Lincoln County when I was in Danville, so we sort of knew each other. And then he, Tim, was working with Marty through his role at KDE, you know, and working with Marty's school. And, and Marty was really focused on engagement, project-based learning, but he, Tim brought us together to say, I think you all could really come up with some, something really big here. And so Marty and I made big plans for professional learning at DOS. We talked about part of that plan was de defining what do we want this diploma to mean. Um, and then in about three weeks, he called me and said he had been offered the interim superintendent position and asked me to come on board as chief academic officer. And I said, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm willing to help you, but I'm not going to go back to that chasing test score turbulence is what I always call it. I, we've got to, yes, we have to get that tamed and we've got to get above it. 
and here's what I believe. I had seen firsthand what impact the Danville Diploma had on the student experience. I had no idea when we created it what that was going to mean. And so I just, I knew that we have to start with the end and then we have to build the experiences that will lead to those outcomes. And so I will come and help you if you will, if this is what you believe. And he was like, absolutely. And so I was, I was really most mostly excited, scared about the enormity, just the size of the place. Um, but Marty and I also don't really believe in pilots. We don't, we believe if we're doing something because we believe it's best for kids and, and all kids that we're not going to choose who gets it and who doesn't. We knew that, you know, we had a window of opportunity to do some really big, big things, take some big swings. And so, yeah, so we did. So here we are. <laughs> and you know, the goal is really to reimagine the student experience, which you, which you touched on and to identify the skills that are most essential to student success beyond graduation. You know, what are we preparing exactly. kids for? So um, I would think that would be a huge undertaking in a district of, of your size, just to identify those essential uh, skills. So yes. what were the steps that went into saying, all right, here we are, folks. This is what Digital Backpack is all about, and this is how we're going to roll this out. Well, just kind of walk us through that experience. Yeah, so we started with um, a series of questions, a protocol that we used with everybody who would meet with us, every community group, every school, Ultimately, we, we gave this protocol to principals to use with their staffs themselves I, because we wanted everybody's lists, right? We wanted to know what does everybody think? So those questions were, one, what are the most essential skills for success? And I would always say, let's agree that there's academic knowledge that's a given that we all have to have as a foundation. So this is not an either or, but in addition to that, what are the skills that I call them sometimes the fireable skills when I'm talking to groups, what are the skills that are just essential that also cause people real challenges when they don't have those skills and, and eventually I began saying, take out a picture of a child that you love. As we make this list, I want you to look at that picture, look at it on your phone, and, and tell me what skills do you want to make sure they have. So if every child came to school with a backpack that they were going to carry with them beyond graduation, what do you want inside? And I'd give them a few minutes to make that list. And as you might imagine, the lists were all very similar. They say perseverance, they say communication, they say, you know what they say, right? All those, what we sometimes call 21st century skills, which I hate that term. And I hate the term soft skills because I think they are deal makers or deal breakers. But um, they made those lists. And then the next step was to say, so if these are the most important skills, how, what, does an, what do the experiences need to look like 
to lead to these outcomes. So what I like to do is, is say, you know, let's forget the regular school as we know it. Let's pretend you have a group of 25 kids in the summer. And I have the only thing I'm gonna hold you accountable for is for those students being able to show me evidence at the end of a week that they have grown in those areas that you have said today, you've said are most essential. What would you do? And I purposefully don't give them very long to do that. I'll say, talk at your tables, I'll give you two minutes. And they immediately, whether it's a group of teachers or a group of business people or a group of PTA moms and dads and grandparents, they know what to do. They will pose a challenge that the kids have to tackle. They'll say, we're gonna take them on a trip and we're gonna have them do all the planning. We're gonna plan a community garden. We're gonna, you know, all those challenges, we're gonna take them to um, an escape room and then we're gonna have them design one. We so I always say, awesome, you know how to do it. So we know how to do it. So the next question is, where in your school or in your child's school today do they get these kinds of experiences? Because I, again, I keep going back to, you've said these are most essential, the most critical skills. So I'm assuming that this is part of every day. So tell me where on an ongoing daily basis, how do, you know, where do your kids get these kinds of experiences? And the answers, unfortunately, are always, well, if they're in robotics club, they do, you know, really get to develop a lot of those skills, collaboration, communication, creativity. Cre okay, so does every child get to be in robotics? No. All right. Uh, and they'll say, all right, if they have Miss uh, Smith, she does this awesome thing where they have to build boats out of cardboard and they have to sail the boats and they, the boats can't get any water in them and they love that. Okay, great. Does every kid have Miss Smith? No. And so after several examples, then you start to see very clearly, one, we're not being intentional about these at all. And we also have a real equity problem because you know, kids are, all kids are not getting these experiences. And so that, though, that became the protocol for how we would generate those lists and just start people thinking about how, you know, how we, this has to drive the experience and what we are doing right now is not leading to these outcomes. So how, so what? So what's the so what? So we had everybody, every school, everybody collect those lists that the groups came up with. Now Marty and I did as many as we could physically in person. Um, and we did a lot, but, but for everybody that we couldn't, we asked them to generate those lists and then they sent them to me. So I have all these lists, I mean, hundreds of lists from all over. And, you know, we have a very sophisticated data department in JCPS. They are amazing. And I always laugh at this because I, 
you know, I went to them and, and their chief, Dr. Dossett, and said, all right, how can we bring this together? How are we going to make sense of all this so that we can come up with a, a concise list? And she was like, you know what? We're going to do a Wordle. <laughs> so we did a Wordle. So we literally have a list. I mean, we know how many times every word was listed. I mean, we have the count. So like um, communication was listed 96 times, for example. Um, and so from that, we worked on how do we capture how do we capture all of these ideas that have really risen to the top in a, a, a one common manageable document? So after lots of um, work and trying to bring that together and getting lots of feedback, we came up with our five success skills and those demonstrators. Now, one of the things I always like to tell people is we didn't spend you could spend years wordsmithing. And we didn't, you know, I said, we gotta get this done quickly because it's about the kids that are in the classroom today. So we can work on it, it can evolve over time, but we gotta have something ready and go with it. So that's how we started the conversation. And I certainly think that's a great approach, uh, doing all the legwork initially. And, you know, one of the things that's really popular right now, gaining momentum, and it should, is the portrait of a graduate profile that a lot of schools are doing. But I think what separates your district and the work that you're doing is you have a, an evidence of learning at the end. That's and, right. you know, students actually go through a defense model, if you will, at right. uh, fifth grade, eighth grade, and twelfth grade level to actually prove what they've learned and I, I in one of the videos that you have on your youtube channel which is fantastic by the way you're talking about kids get a driver's license but we don't don't just ask them to, to answer the test questions and give them the license we actually want to see them drive that's right can, can you talk about the defense part of this a little right. bit yeah so one of the things and you're so right even when i was in danville you know wherever i am i'm not very good at looking up like I'm real focused where I am. Well, I didn't even realize there was a bigger conversation going on nationally about this idea of a profile of a graduate. I mean, we didn't know that we were just trying to, to give ourselves a North star, you know, where are we going? And so the, yeah, what we wanted, because a lot of people stop there a lot of districts that I've seen or schools make their profile of a graduate and they stop. Well, we don't want something pretty to hang on the wall. That's not what we're going for. We want to impact the day-to-day -day experience for kids so that they have better outcomes. So we decided, all right, and we started some of this when I was in Danville. Um, we want the kids to keep a collection of artifacts that they add to every year. So we want them to add evidence of their learning into some kind of structure. And then we want them to have to defend what they have learned and that they are ready to move ahead using the success skills 
at fifth, eighth, and 12th grade. We're going to have defenses. And people always, I mean, and they did here, but honestly, they've been awesome here. But I, I would get questions like, Carmen, do you really think a 10-year-old can stand in front of what you're describing as a doctoral defense and do this? And I would very honestly say, you know what? I don't know. But what I know for sure is that if we don't give them the opportunity, they won't. So I think let's take a chance and I bet they'll surprise us. I bet they can do it. And so that's where, that's what we did. We just, we just said, we're doing it. We're all doing it. And we rolled with it. So, you know, and then that's when, of course, you know, Heather Worrell came in, we hired her um, to, and our CEO, CIO, Kermit Belcher and said, all right, you got to bring this to life digitally. We've got to have a place where they collect these artifacts. And they were both hired. <laughs> I mean, like they started at the end of June and by August 15th, every kid had a digital backpack. And I think it was brilliant that, you know, as you're looking for a place to store all these artifacts, you immediately turn to Google Drive. And yeah. I know that you now have a partnership with Google. Uh, yeah. they've, they've been down to look and talk with you. Yeah. Just talk about the, the use of Google as the tool for the digital backpack and maybe how the relationship has developed between you and your school district and, and the folks at Google. Yeah, that's been awesome. Um, and her, Heather and Kermit love this story. So I had a platform picked out, an off-the-shelf platform that I thought, okay, let's just do this. We got to have something. Like, I got to have something right now. And when they came to me, so they looked at it. We had students play with test accounts from different um, vendors because there are vendors out there that make digital portfolio um, platforms. And Heather and Kermit said to me one day, Carmen, we don't think you're going to be happy with that, with what you've chosen. And all of your students who did played in these sandboxes said that Google was their preferred, preferred platform. That's what they know, Google Drive. And I'm like, but we don't have time to make up something. I mean, we don't have time. And, and Heather said, let me, let me work on it. So she reached out to um, Iris, I think is her name at Google, um, and she, they then brought Amplified IT into the mix with us, and um, they custom designed what we wanted. So we would have, um, you know, like Zoom, Google Hangouts, um, like weekly and more, they would build a little bit and then we would look at it. But mind you, this is all occurring, um, in about, you know, a month and a half's time. I mean, we are furiously trying to build it. So the first part was just the success skills. Um, but it's, it's been so neat because the, the person that we work with at Amplified IT, actually attended as a student one of the schools in New York City that's part of the performance consortium and those were some of the schools that I had visited when I was in Danville that group was actually became a partner of ours and so he knew from the student perspective what we were after so it was a perfect marriage it just it could not have been 
that it was just perfect in every way. So they have been, I cannot say enough about what they have done to bring this to life for us. And we've talked a little bit about Heather Worrell, and I had Heather on the, the podcast previously when she was with Kentucky Department of Education uh, with the Kentucky Go Digital movement. And uh, she's obviously part of the digital innovation team. But I really love the way you guys rolled out your YouTube channel and you do the regular What's in Your Backpack episode. Yes. And in terms of, uh, I mean, this is, this is big picture stuff. And even you and I, who are professional educators talking about it, there are a lot of moving parts. I'm thinking about how to explain this to thousands and thousands of parents in your school district and how, you know, how to get them on board. And my thought would be that the YouTube channel would be a great solution. It really has been. And I will say, Heather and our communications team, both, I mean, everybody's rowing in the same direction. What Heather did was she helped us. I mean, she she did more than help us. She's she leads the scaling strategy. She came up with that, you know, because I didn't have any idea, you know. So how are just your question is what I was asking. How are we going to get this to thousands of teachers, to hundreds, a hundred thousand kids, to not to mention the community and their families? But one thing that's the anchor in this is that when everybody has so many people have contributed to that list of that those success skills and you can't really argue with those you know so what i have found is people don't it makes so much sense that those should be what we're going for that you, they just don't argue now there's questions about how you know, but the why is clearly established, and that is really, really important because it wasn't like we didn't roll it out by saying every kid's going to have a digital backpack. Every kid, we rolled it out starting with the why, and then we rolled out the tools and the, you know, I mean, we're still doing that. The resources. So, um, yeah, we, it was our principals who said, why don't you make a video? Would, would you make some videos that would help us to lead our staffs? And I'm like, okay, sure. And then Heather said, what if we start a digital learning channel that where we can also, you know, using the power of pause, we can, we can also focus on what we want our, our people to know. And so, yeah, it's been a, it has taken everybody. And it's still, we're always revising and rethinking. But I tell you what, Heather's part in this just cannot be emphasized enough. And I'm sure you get this question a lot. Uh, and I'm sure I will too, once we air the episode. Can, yeah. can a district, even a smaller district, replicate this digital backpack model? Even though I don't have a Heather Worrell, I don't have a, a large staff. And I'm, what I'm thinking you're probably going to tell me is you can do it and Google will even help you because now you have a model in place. That's right. Yeah, we had to build it. Now, Amplified IT, and I even talked to, for example, a principal in a neighboring district who um, just this week, who very much believes in this work. Um, his district has a graduate profile, but it is very, it stops there, you know, it hangs on the wall and it looks cute, but that's it. He really believes. And so 
I have connected him with um, Andrew at Amplified IT. Um, I have also connected him with Heather and Kermit. And we have said, listen, we'll help you in every way we can. And even Amplified IT is like, yeah, we'll work with you. We don't care if it's a, one school or a, a district. We're, you know, and I think that's how we've got to look at this. We can't keep waiting, you know, and we can't keep thinking that incremental changes are going to create what our kids deserve. It's not. We've tried it for how many years and it's not working. So what, do, you know, we've got to have those trailblazers like the principal that I described that are willing to say, you know what, I'm going to do this and you can come with me or not. Yeah. And folks, if you want to learn more about the digital backpack, uh, you can go to the school website at jefferson.kyschools.us. You certainly want to follow Carmen on Twitter at kids underscore inspire. And as we wrap up our conversation again, thanks for your time. It's been wonderful to talk with you and learn more about all the amazing things you're doing. I want to give you a chance to brag a little bit on your school district because it's so much more than than the digital backpack program. You have some great things going on there. Uh, you know, things like Girls Who Code, uh, Hour of Code, com Competitive Robotics, the, the virtual reality stuff. Just talk a little bit about the school district and, and this momentum and shift you're seeing to really emphasize deeper learning. Yeah, I tell you, I cannot say enough. People ask me, what has the pushback been? And we really haven't had any. We, our teachers union, we have a very strong teachers union here. They, they have been the leaders in the deeper learning work in the district. Um, we have, we have just, um, our board last spring passed a racial equity policy. We're one of about 12 districts in the country that have that kind of policy that really focuses on race specifically in the, you know, in the achievement gap, the opportunity gaps, and we are hitting those things head on here. Um, we are, our STLP program, thanks to some great leadership from a, um, a colleague named Sarah Bumpus, that program has grown exponentially here. Um, our schools, I, I believe, I hope, they certainly seem they're they're willing to try and they're they're not only willing they're encouraging different ways of of thinking about what we need to do for our students so it's there I, I cannot say enough about this place and that stlp program you referenced is student technology leadership program so uh, again you can reach out to dr coleman she'll tell you all about it and uh, thank you again so much for your time and congratulations on all the success there at JCPS. Thank you. We, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. We're really proud of our work and we're willing to partner and help with anyone who um, would like to share ideas. Well, fantastic. And folks, that's a wrap on another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast. And we always close the same way because this is doing what's best for kids always and all the time. So remember, always do what you can in your school and community to create better schools for kids. Thank you for listening to the Reimagined Schools podcast with Dr. Greg Goins. Be sure to continue the conversation on social media with the Reimagined Schools hashtag and subscribe to the podcast at reimaginedschools.net. You can also help support this podcast by clicking on the listener support link and making a small monthly contribution. 
contact Dr. Greg Goins today to invite him to speak or present at your next education conference or professional development day. Please send inquiries to drgreggoins at gmail.com or on Twitter at drgreggoins.